What's going on, everybody? It's your boy J Omega, the Wash, the Ambassador, the Cybertron Don, the Camouflage God, Mr. BX All Day, Mr. Ready Set Go, Hip Hop's uh-huh. Behemoth, Young Heisenberg in the building as well, Daddy Wash Legs, Lil Poppy Ortiz, the, the Big Blood. You know what time it is when you hear that, ah. Uh-huh. And that's at J Omega S on every social media network. Yeah, what's going on, beloved? It's your boy Sayer, the Wash God himself, the hoodie season representative, banging on my chest, king of the backhanded compliments, all first verse, Sir Sayer, Duke of Worcestershire, dripping in spinal fluid, spinal. Scotty Peppin, Smackavelli, Smacky Robinson, Wash Adamus, the bad guy on the podcast, Bully. You guys know you can find me on all the medias that are social. No, you don't. You can find me on Twitter at Sayer underscore SO. Yes, a swaggerless underscore. You can find me on Instagram at Sayer SO. You oh. bitch. And I'm Cherry Poppins, a.k.a. The New Mouth Shoddy. And you guys can find me on Twitter and Instagram at I'm Cherry Poppins. Oh, and this is the Officially Street Podcast. Yeah, yeah, I mean. Go to officiallystreet.com for all things street official. Follow us on Twitter and Instagram at TOS Podcast underscore SO. Like us on Deep Blood Clot Facebook. My youth at facebook.com slash officially street. And remember, you can listen to us on Apple Podcasts, SoundCloud, Stitcher, Spotify, and any other place you can find a podcast, you can find us. Yes. Yeah, I mean. All right, man. We get into it. Ladies and gentlemen, we have a man. He's a rising comedian, actor, creative, funny dude. Uh, he sends out horny tweets, you know, at all times of the day, so it's a little questionable, but nah, I'm not going to judge the man. Um, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen, Howard Nedrick, a.k.a. Skip from BK. How you doing, brother? Oh, I want to do the I want to do the intro shit too. Okay, okay. Go, ahead, go, ahead. go ahead, go ahead, brother. We are gonna talk about that horny shit. That <laughs> hey, hey, I, I said I'm not judging, fam. Came just... in with the AK-47 early, so I'm skipping BK, <laughs> AKA the Babyface God, AKA mm. Mo- Mimosa King, AKA Network Poppy, <laughs> City, and Fire Jean Sunday King. So we gonna get it. So. Oh, okay, my God. Well, welcome, yes. sir. Welcome. We appreciate Thank you being here. And that was one. I just had a moment. You just be thinking about some some girl. You'd be like, damn, I miss you, dog. Uh, you can put it in a draft and send it at like 9.30 at if night. If Julius could do it, I could do it. Relax. <laughs> Julius is a different animal, though. That's a different kind of animal. It's biased, bro. I, listen, it was like 1.45 in the afternoon when you sent that out. And I was just like. What was the tweet? I just said. Wait, I when miss was digging said, you out. Nah, but I said stairs longingly because I was in the conference room just by mm. myself, mind my business, all my life. And you just, you think. Yeah, yeah. I just looked out to the walls like, y'all miss digging you out late. That's what I'm <laughs> <laughs> And the funny thing is, I be tweeting so many different things yeah, that yeah, it's yeah. like, nobody actually be. But this one tweet was like, yo, son, we actually, yo, skip. This is. <laughs> some people are like, yo, I just subscribe to this. <laughs> it's like, first of all, this y'all wasn't be the content about I wanted. Some, some crazy stuff. I say one. I, no memes? You tweeted at the lunch break. Dog, come on. It's lunch break. It was like after that. You should be having the itis, trying to like walk it off. That's what niggas I ain't going to front them on your side. I'm I appreciate on your side. you. I have those thoughts all the time, but then I tweet them and draft them. That's why I said the draft, and then at 9.30 at night. You just... So why are, we, why, are we, why are we silencing ourselves? <laughs> why, why are we dimming our lights? <laughs> if you feel it, I'll be talking about making a salad every day. I can't mm. talk about one random actual woman that I used to interact with. You're, I think you're allowed. I think you're allowed. You should have just texted her. If I could text her, don't you think I would have texted her? <laughs> That's why when people were like, why don't you text her directly? If I could text her. Mm-hmm. Oh, she blocked you? It's a very interesting situation. Mm-hmm. <laughs> just know that I'm not getting any reciprocal energy. Hence me saying that I missed right. that. Right. She following you on Twitter? No, nah, she followed me on Instagram. Oh, because you said lady at the end, right? I had to make sure because, you know, you don't want people... Because people love picking apart my tweets. So mm. okay. just in case someone decided to read it, it's like, well, Skip, what are you talking about? Like, you know, I mean, Who I exactly are you out? digging out? I'm talking about an actual cisgender, black, heterosexual woman. That's what I'm talking about. So, Yo, um, Yo, wait a minute. We literally gotta, just had this whole gotta, conversation. You got to break it down. Well, you yeah. do. You have you to break, break it down. I hate that you have to break it no, down. No, you know what? Here's my thing, right? I don't care if it feels like extra work for me because mm. I like over explaining because a lot of times I just think different. So yeah. mm-hmm. because I think different and people don't always think on my wavelength, I don't like to be like, if I say something and then you have like three questions when I could have answered those three questions, if I just over explained. Right. That's it. That's I'm with you. I feel. I'm Instead same. of be like, well, what time of women? Is she had natural hair? It's like, okay, Erica Badu. Black woman, cisgender, right? Heterosexual. What else do you need? Right. <laughs> I answered all the questions before you asked them. Yeah, yeah. I, hate, I hate it. I hate it. That's okay. me. But then it's bad when you host the show. Yeah, you go off on your own. That that's me. I go off on tangents because I'm trying to explain a thought that I didn't know I was gonna have. Damn. Yes. 
So how long have you been doing stand-up? Uh, and what got you into it? Ouch, my bad. Being rude. Uh, <laughs> so it's officially two years um, as of August 23rd of this year. So it was okay. two years. And what got me to stand-up is like real life shit. Um, like 2016, 2017, like those two years were pretty taxing to me emotionally and like family wise financially with that previous job that i was in relationship wise i was like with my last relationship so it was a time if you were following me i think you guys started following me this year but there was Mm -hmm. a time where i used to be like scorpio slander king like for a Mm -hmm. good two years like just and now i have what's your sign i'm a cancer me too That's why we follow each other on Twitter. I remember that. It was slandering us. And I came to your rescue. It's like, I remember why we yes. follow each other on Twitter. Because I was like, now, if you can't see, you're automatically a decent person when you're not mad. And then you yes. become a crab. And then you start <laughs> pincing at people. Yes. Back to the answer. Um, <laughs> and at, during that time, I just felt lost and like really um, sad and depressed. So I think, was it like May or June? But it was like a certain time where I was just going home and just instead of like, people watching sad movies. I would mm-hmm. just watch comedy specials. Mm-hmm. So I would be watching comedy specials of all different types of people. So I've always watched comedy growing up. So mm-hmm. I've watched Eddie Griffin, Martin Lawrence. You know, I've watched Chris Rock, Dave Chappelle. That's one of my favorite um, comedians. But it was to a point that that watching just nonstop comedy for two months straight. So every day I was watching a different comedy special. kind of like helped me. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. But after a while, I was like, my friends were like, yo, why don't you actually try it yourself and I, was like, I don't know i never saw myself as a funny person mm-hmm. in front of a mic but you know after a ton of people kind of like push me so you thought you, you were funny off the mic if you're not a funny person in life you're a psychopath <laughs> okay <laughs> now wait no, though because I'm, I'm being serious people like, have funny moments but everyone in this room has had a funny moment like, exactly if yeah. you've never had a funny moment i think you're a killer but not everybody like can sit up there and have a funny hour having a funny moment and just being a funny person okay but because not I'm everybody is, is funny but what i'm saying is everyone in my opinion in this planet mm-hmm. that's not mm-hmm. a psychopath mm-hmm. is funny to some degree because they have an understanding of what their humor is it could be like you know uh dry humor it mm-hmm. could be like you know things like the office or things that you have to acquire like a knowledge to get it but yeah. everyone's funny they just have to tap into what is that funny and master their sound and their storytelling ability so that's how i feel so mm-hmm. everyone may be feeling like they're not funny but it's just because you don't understand your voice in right. that setting so that's why okay. i always say that's why unless you're a killer you're gonna <laughs> say something funny with your friends or your homegirl your significant other mm-hmm. you're gonna make someone laugh and if you don't it's weird i feel like what you're saying is people have the potential to be funny and what cherry is saying there are people that are like uh unanimously considered funny by the masses yeah, and I feel like I was more so the former, not the latter. And okay. I think people probably thought I was funny after once I started to kind of like dive into that first part myself. And mm-hmm. then you start to see like, oh, Skip is actually funny instead of just situational funny. Where right. you wouldn't see me like on stage telling a story funny. So, What would you consider um, or how would you describe your style of comedy? I know you said real life, but how do you kind of deliver that? Um, My style is... Self-deprecating with observation. So I'll always be seeing things out into the world. So um kinda like on the train right here, I saw like, you know, you lovely lady with a baby and she was had, you know, rotund derriere and I caught my attention <laughs> and just like thinking, yo, what would I say? This 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 mm. this contraption that has a child is expensive. It had like the temperature on it. And I was just observing. So I'm just observing like what am I gonna do in these scenarios? So when you start thinking of like comedy is different, like how you guys do music, like I'm looking at how can I make this funny? Like gotcha. I think she has an expensive baby daddy. So if I'm gonna talk, um you have to pay attention, like her whole outfit looked like if Sierra just happened to not be around Russell for two mm. seconds. Right. That's not what I could afford right now. Mm. So I'm just thinking to myself. You're an experienced and extravagant people watcher. Yes. That's what you got to do, but not in a creepy way. So you just want to make sure it's a way <laughs> where people don't realize that you're like assessing them. Like you don't want to be just staring creepily. Like, yeah, yeah, lady with the um nice ass bundles and shit. And she got the nails done. It's like nude pink and stuff. Like it's a little weird. <laughs> if you like kind of like looking at them, it's like, I'm going to be weird with this. It. Like, because just, you're note taken, but you yeah. don't want to be obvious about it like. yeah mental notes that's what we do right. first of all all black people know how to do that look we have to worry about police and other mm-hmm. people trying to rob us we naturally do that but we don't are not co- we're not cognizant yeah, of yeah, it yeah. Mm-hmm. so when i'm a comedian i have to pay attention to oh that person sitting weird are these people stinking in the gym why why mm-hmm. don't they take showers so it's like you're paying attention to certain things that are just different and how do you tell that story got you do that got you um 
Can you uh, obviously Skip isn't your name, but where did the name Skip from come from? You know, Skip from BK. All right, so let's flashback a little bit. Um, you guys mm-hmm. went to school in the city? Nah, nah. partially I did. Yes. All what right, do so, you? What does that mean? Like, okay. What kind of All right. So when <clears> I, I got as far as freshman year, and then we moved to the Poconos. <clears throat> okay, I didn't know because in like middle school they had like this thing called Delaney cards, like this little mm-hmm. card thing mm-hmm. that they had. So that's when like in middle school you can have like a preferred name or whatever. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So when I was in middle school. I didn't look like this. So I was like this chubby kid with my bottom teeth were like walking together. It was like super <laughs> messed up. I had like the Urkel glasses with the rap. I think my dad set me up to fail. Like Why? Because that's his jeans? I mean, he looked better than me. Like, like <laughs> he's like, you know what, man? You just going to have to. Gonna have to you got a hard fight ahead of you, bro. So, you know, I just got to this school. I was growing up in Queens and I moved to Brooklyn in like second grade so i'm mm. anybody i knew so now i'm here and this is like the sixth grade i don't really know people move from one school new school i'm like i don't know none of these people mm-hmm. so we were playing football before school started and this guy his name is marcus four shout out to him and his lovely wife you're down in north carolina wishing mm-hmm. the best um we challenged the class some random thing like i bet nobody in this class will go by the nickname skippy and i'm like I mean, look, it's dance class. We had a t-shirt with like leggings when I first started seeing big booties and stuff like that. Mm. So you know me, I'm always been a pervert from like jump. So I'm just like, I'm trying to be special in her eyes because if I could be cool with the teacher, but not teacher pet, but if I could be like witty with this mm. teacher, maybe I could start being friends with everyone. So I was mm. like, I'll do it. You know, I'm a little. Wait, who's the the guy who lives in North Carolina said? I bet nobody's gonna go by the nickname Skippy. Like, okay. like before, like she had names and all that oh, stuff. She was okay. asking it, so okay. it's like a bold declaration to okay. the class. And I was like, I ain't got nothing to lose. I don't know these people yet, so it was like, right. might as well just do something with it. So I took it, and I thought it was just me and the teacher were gonna have a relationship yeah, with this yeah, name. Yeah. And <laughs> 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 the whole class after a week was calling me that. I was like, first of all, you're not the teacher. She's fine. Y'all not fine. So yeah. It's to be like this. And then after a month, the whole school was calling me. It's like y'all snitches. So everyone just telling everybody like, my name skipped. You know this nigga right. name? Yeah. It's like yo, damn. It's like can I introduce people? So you know, does, fast- does the guy know that he did this? Of course he does. Oh, okay. I've been friends with him. We went to the same junior high school. That was an actual friend, and we went to the same high school. Okay. So mm. when I went to high school, mm-hmm. I was like, Skippy's mad childish. I'm trying to bag some bigger girls, and I'm not going to be calling myself <laughs> Skippy. Bigger girls? Uh, more you, mature, older, bigger than, you know. You know what I meant. In like, life. Oh, <laughs> you know what I meant. And I was I, saying, I, I'm okay, I'm going to break this down for you. Hold on. While you try to get <laughs> the, techni- the technical look at can you. you just, I can I hear you. You're good. You can't hear yourself. You I'm sorry, there. Cherry. Cherry just messing up right now. It's all good. Jesus. We don't all edit, right. by the way. All right, cool. Continue so your story. I'm just going to, while she fixes that. Um, yeah. When I meant bigger, I mean, not trying to be disrespectful to the ladies that are bigger. Mm-hmm. I'm just mm-hmm. saying, if I talk to you about the teacher had leggings and booty, you know, I'm trying to get progress. Right. Yeah. That size booty to bigger size booty in high school. Like, I'm trying to be cool. So that's why I was like, I'm going to pull a Diddy. So you know how Diddy was like Puff Daddy to P Diddy to just yeah, Diddy. Yes. I'm like, yo, I'm just, I went from Skippy to Skip and that's it. That works. So yeah. high school, it works. Even though it was like black dude named Skip, but just I, I, I yeah, 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 yeah. When we got to college and we started doing like social media and you had to pick a username, mm. I was like, I mean, I'm Skip from BK. It was just pretty simple to me. So I was just like, I'm just going to put that on everything. So I was like, I'm literally yeah, yeah, yeah. Skip from BK. And just, it kind of stuck right. at that point. So I'm just, you just messing up everything. Look at you. I just, you know, this is what we deal with on the regular. I'm fighting with you. I'm sorry. You, How are you? I'm Brett. You good now? <laughs> yes. Thank you. Honestly, he's the best boss. Did you hear his story? He said he loves women of all shapes and sizes. Okay. All right. That's. <sighs> Did you no, see the picture? No Did you see the picture? What picture? The picture of Cherry. <laughs> My transformation Tuesday. I didn't. I didn't. I didn't. I don't stalk her feed, but we'll talk about it later. We posted it on the TOS podcast page too. Do you follow the TOS no, podcast he don't page? fuck with us. So it's all coming Sorry, out. You it's just started fucking with it? <laughs> <laughs> that you know that, that so is crazy? a cold, hard fact. I went, I, I went to go uh, visit my friend in the hospital. Um, she had a baby. And mm. her boyfriend was there. And he was like, what you doing this weekend? And I was like, oh, we're we're going to New York to record for the podcast. Oh, who are you interviewing? Um, his name's Skip. Oh, I know Skip. I was like, I don't think you do. People, me, people know Skip. He was like, let me see his Instagram. I'm like, uh. Oh, man. Hold uh, on a second. Damn. <laughs> so then that's when I asked you for the, his Instagram name. <laughs> <laughs> 
We are sorry. And now we we're apologize. friends. We do apologize. Skip, I, I've been rocking with you for us, a little bit. Us, we apologize. If, if I was like, means. personally, y'all fans. We're friends. We're teammates. This is okay. No, we're friends. I am not that egotistical. I hate when people be like, oh, you bougie, you Hollywood, you Skip and BK. Shut the fuck up. I'm poor. Period. I am poor. All creatives are poor. That's I feel like matters. that's what, I feel like that's what the word creative equals. Like creative you're struggle equals, somehow, some way. Yeah. And then I would like to change the definition. They, no, no. You go from a creative to an entertainer. Then you're an entertainer. When you're an entertainer, you get money. I just made that up off the top of my Shit, head. I think you could be all of those things and broke. It sound like <laughs> sound like some Pokemon evolution. <laughs> right? You gotta reach level thirty six, get a fire stone, get some rare candies, and then Creative, you gotta go. Then you gotta spend three times in a circle. <laughs> pray, pray to Jay Z, and hopefully get a, get a lunch with Jay Z for thirty minutes and let him tell you how to be anointed and stuff like that. Join the Illuminati? Mm-hmm. Nah, no, not the Illuminati. But yes, yes, um, that stuck, and pretty much I I basically have that as like my brand of like. Mm. Me doing comedy, me doing acting, and me hosting events and stuff like that. Cool. Dope, dope. All right, so like, you know, starting, you know, from the ground up, you know, you deal with like, you know, the smaller venues, you make your way up. You know, how has it been for you, you know, starting, you know, being in different size rooms and whatever, you know, to get into bigger venues? Like, do you feel weird if like you just go to like a pool hall and like perform? Compared to like being on like an actual like comedy club, like how has it been for you? You know what I mean with the experience. Are you the same in each room? Do you gauge the rooms or anything like that? Okay, that's a good question. Um, I would say that if the room has like four people or the room has like a hundred, two hundred mm. people, I try to deliver the same level of transparency. Um, because you you're not. You know, I'm an AI fan. If people realize, if you follow me on Twitter, I just keep the AI avies. You don't need to know what I look like. Oh, just. I thought you did look like AI. For I have years. similar features, but I'm not exactly like that that dude. So mm-hmm. he's a he's maybe a that's why I didn't realize that I followed you on Twitter because I'm like I ain't never seen this nigga before. <laughs> I don't have to post my Facebook. All right, sidetrack. <laughs> look, you guys are just Sorry. no segue. But Sorry. I'm gonna answer that too because I just there's a reason why I don't put that on Twitter. Um. Venues. So, like, <laughs> when it comes to like hosting or doing comedies in different size venues, um, I don't know. I just give it a hundred percent, no matter what. So, I just think you know, I've done open mics at different sizes, like super small to like medium to like bigger scale type things. Yeah. And sometimes, I actually prefer smaller venues that are kind of like sold out. In addition yeah. to like, in comparison to like the bigger venues that have empty seats. Because mm-hmm. more you, you have more energy with the crowd. So you know when it comes to any type of performer, mm-hmm. when you make the eye contact with people, it just it's easier than if you see like a big venue and there's like, oh my God, I see some seats. Yeah. But it's like no matter what the size, it's like, you know, stick to the story you want to tell. I think, you know, w- w- with comedy, there's a, something that you get out of it when it comes mm-hmm. to a special. Like a 60-minute or 30-minute special is you're learning about that person, yeah. how they see the world and how they interact with it. So I feel like when it comes to a venue... Just, you know, be cool with it. Um, don't get... And it's also, remember, there's going to be nights you do well and you don't do well. Mm-hmm. And it's part of the game. You're never going to be 100%. Trust me. There's going to be times that I went... I remember I went to a, a show in Jersey like a, a month or two ago. And I was... You know, I do similar jokes and everything. And it's like, oh, nobody's saying nothing. Nobody's like, my cousin was in the back. He was laughing. He's like, yo... New Jersey don't fuck with you. I was like, I guess not. And that's, that's cool. But, you know, you got to go through those kind of like trials and tribulations because all comedians and all hosts have to deal with those type of things. I guess. Do you? <clears throat> so I was just gonna say it's like compared to us, like when we used to do. Well, I stopped doing music, but like we would go to like a performance and like, all right, yo, this place is kind of packed out. All right, we could turn up, and then like we've been to shit where it's just like, oh, all right, so we got we got the late slot. And then we go up there and like, oh, there's four people. Yeah. Yeah. Like, you going to be jumping up and, no, nah, you're not going to, all right, all right. So, you know what I mean? So you just kind of like, eh, I'll, I'll go and perform. You know what I mean? I think the biggest thing with comedians that I was going to ask you is like, when there's a smaller group of people in the room, do you make sure you interact with them? Like crack, are you the type to like crack jokes on people that are in the front row or try to like ask questions to try to involve the crowd versus like if you're in a room with so many people and maybe you can't even see them because of the lighting situation, you can't interact as much. Um, crowd work is a very interesting technique in comedy. Um, I do that occasionally. And there's some people that I've seen hosts that don't even do their jokes. They just do crowd work where they're asking questions like, where are you from or your relationship and stuff like that. I think it depends on if someone jumps into my joke. Like sometimes I usually start in my videos. I usually start off a year and depending on how that goes and if they 
You know, I talk about something like the MTA or whatever, and someone interacts, and I'm like, yeah, like, you know, I talk to them. But I don't really like making fun of people. I hate it. Because mm-hmm. as a kid that was Make visibly challenged. Right. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> like, I used to get the worst. So I'm good at taking roasts on the internet, but mm. I'm not, I don't like, because I feel like if I'm ever to the point where I got to make fun of you, I kind of want you to die. But not like, like, I'm making, <laughs> no, no, no. But when I'm not making fun of you, like, I'll make, like, there's two types of ways of making fun of someone. Mm. There's like the punch up and the punch down. So I'll be like, oh, shit, you got all these chains. It's like, I'm not making fun of you. You're just kind of like, you know, you're putting a spotlight busting, on them, but, yeah. But you just, I'm doing it in a friendly way, like, yo, we bros. But if it's like different, it's like, yo, I, yo, Skip really don't like this dude. Man, I try my best not to dislike people. It's like, mm-hmm. yo, son, yo, you smell like death, dog. Like, like, yo, that's <laughs> like funny. It's like, yo, Skip, you don't like chill, like, shut mm. up. Skip. Have you have you done that? This is what you've rarely, done to people like, you don't rarely, like. Like, I be because I be usually keep my comments to myself because I be like on my like killer shit. Be like, yo, I'm a flame this dude, but mm. I just, just want to have a good day. So, but that's why I'm not a rose comic. I just don't like. I mean, if yeah. I'm punching up, I just feel like I love people having a good time. So it's different because some people say, "Yo, you should make fun of people." It's like, no, <laughs> I make fun no. of you. I make fun of myself. That's why, I like, it, I feel like for me, it's like when you do that. My style is, I guess, Kevin Hartish, and depending on, you still have to stay grounded. That's why when Kevin Hart, when people say he's not funny, they're correct. It's not like a Jerry Seinfeld or like a Dave Chappelle or some people that are still know how to relate to the average mm. day person. When you start talking that rich talk, you're talking like, like some Jay-Z, Picasso shit. I don't see Picasso all the time, bro. Right. So, I mean, like, that don't make no sense to me. But I be seeing the Bodega Man all the time. So, it's like you still have to translate that. How do you talk to like that and make sure you can loop back the regular person? So, so playing devil's advocate on that, do you ever see yourself being the type of comedian like not as far as your style, but doing stadiums and, and you know, arenas. You know what I mean? Is that, is that how big you want to go with it? Well, that's a dream, bro. I want to sell out. My dream is I want to sell out um, Radio City. I want to sell out Barclays. And I want to sell out Madison Square. And if I was doing a tour, like Barclays would have to be like the last. Like I want to do. I basically want to like if the last portion of like my tour is like I'm doing like King's Theater. I'm doing like. Madison Square, we're doing Barclays, and we're doing all that type of shit. So, I mean, it's like the biggest kind of like amount of respect that your city has for you when you mm-hmm. can sell out like a stadium. Because, you know, it's like that many people from your whole town fuck with mm-hmm. you. Mm-hmm. So, if it's like Barclays, because look, I mean, I, I was born in Queens, but there's so much connection that I have to Brooklyn. You were raised like, in Brooklyn, yeah. Yeah, like, you know, seeing Doucet, like that's like my last Doucet. With Doucet at Barclays, I'm not going ever again because my knees. But it's just like <laughs> the fact that it's in Barclays and it's like it's such a monumental thing, I think it'll be touching. I think it's more touching Mad Square because, you know, when we were growing up, we love Mad Square because mm-hmm. of Knicks, but now it's like, you know, House of Hove. I just feel like if I can sell out Barclays in front of my friends and family and I just want to go out. After all my community friends, and I just want to do a year, and I just want to have hear the loudest fucking Brooklyn. You gonna get it too, and and I cannot wait. I'm waiting for that day, bro. So that's why. Explain explain the importance of year. Um, I love starting that joke out, and eventually when I go on to like the next special, because once Mm. I do the first special, I can't do that no more. But I think year is just such a such a New York intro for us. And when we go when I go to other cities, they be just I'll be educating them, so it'll be like. And whenever I hear it, lets me know if the room is safe or not. So <laughs> if you ever watch people at home, if you ever watch any of my videos, because I try to put as many of my shows up. If I'm in a, like a, a room full of white people and there's like one, one with white people, I actually you're already back. And I was like, oh, my God, oh, y'all have black friends. Oh, my God. <laughs> so it's like, you know, you're and you're already back. It's like you're they don't silent. So it's like, I'm going to tell you how to say hello and Negro. So you know how to talk to black people and let them know that you're a safe person. Mm. But I just think it's a good way. It's joking. But we're, we're kind of improving because... The word year six years ago, six to eight years ago was not a good word. Like for us, the funny thing is we gentrify that word. Mm Because when you heard year, you were going to get robbed. You're going to get beat up. And something on you was not going to leave. You, with you your, didn't want to. You didn't want to acknowledge no, the year. You don't want to back, in, back in that day. Yeah, like, year. He's like, nah, he's not talking to me. I'm year. out. I was like, but now it's like because <laughs> it, it, it's, it's funny to me now when we do that. It's like you're, and we year back. It's like yo, it's like all love, but I, yeah. it's just because all the bad kids are gone. Like they, this guy, this guy removed. Because like I'm telling you, if if like that's what I be saying. Sometimes we need to bring bad, you know. Bad Harlem, bad Brooklyn, bad Queens back because these prices got to start. We got to start abducting poodles. We got to start robbing poodles. I know you, you say we all have iPhones. We got to get to the next level. We got to start stealing dogs, still dogs, still like their little, uh, the little workout mats. We got to take, we got to take the stuff. We got to make sure they don't feel comfortable. Like, yo, I got robbed in my mat three times this week. Stop living here. Yeah. Stacey. <laughs> That's what we're trying to tell you. But it's like, I just think we want, I want to make sure they know that how much we love that word. And mm. That word is still New York to us. That's what's up. Um, What's worse, man? Like getting heckled on stage 
or telling a joke and not getting a response from it. Just telling, straight up bombing. Telling a joke and not getting a response because heckling means that it still triggered a reaction in someone. Like mm. if I'm on stage and I'm talking to like a group of like 20, 30 people and they just looking at me like, I'd be like, y'all got a post? Is this a TED talk? It's yeah. like, what are we doing? It's like, you know, it's like, that's, that hurts more because it's like, you can hear a pin drop type shit. Mm-hmm. I think with heckling, you could always turn that into something where it's like, man, I mean, you want to drink? You okay? Is your lady <laughs> trusting you? Like, you could always flip a heckle into something because someone's interacting with you. Gotcha. But if they just quiet, it's like, yo, bro, you got to work 10 times harder. And sometimes that'll be happening in shows where, because I produce, you know, my monthly comedy show, where order matters. And I mm-hmm. think that's something where if you ever hear some old interviews, certain co- comedians will give like the, the most sign of respect is I don't want to follow this person. So what that means is from this time to this time, this person is taking the crowd on the journey, but the energy level. So like, let's say I'm doing comedy. I wouldn't want to follow like Dave at this point, but those are the challenges where some of my friends now they're following bigger acts and the challenge is to maintain the energy of the room, you know, and to understand how to keep them engaged because they're here for like, they know these big names like a Bill Burr, like, you know, mm-hmm. RIP to the Richard Pryors and the, the Foxes and all this stuff. But they don't know you. So you're going to have to make sure that you can have that energy possessed to like, you know, keep them wanting to be like, I want to hear more jokes type right. of stuff. And you can't work with that if they don't interact with you. Yeah. You so you got to sit gotta, there and. But sometimes some people have pulled the energy out of the crowd as in they can make them come back. I've seen mm-hmm. some, and that's like to me, like a great comedian. I'm so after work. I have some friends. That are, you know, at my level a little higher. You know, it's kind of competition, but your competition is yourself and at the end of the day when it comes mm. to comedy. And they'll just change that energy. And it's like, yo, man, you brought that that crowd back from the death. Like, they laughing. Like, sometimes you have to come and get at them with the energy because sometimes they're just chilling passive. Sometimes you got to talk about some crazy stuff. Yeah, talk, talk about fucking old ladies and stuff like that. It's like, I, I don't do it. It's not my thing. Shout out to that person. I'm not going to tell it. I don't want to be ruining his joke. Okay, but that's so one of my guys. Real. Yeah, real, right? I'm just like... You're a bad boy. I'm just, <laughs> this is a lot of getting to know you. But that's what it is. That's why it's like a brotherhood when it comes to comedy. Similar to like when you're playing football or basketball, when you travel mm-hmm. from place to place. After a while, you've seen so many of these men and women doing the same thing. It's like a camaraderie because we understand the hustle and bustle and trying to like get to that next level. We're going to see each other's jokes and see them perfected and stuff like that. Gotcha. Do you have a favorite joke? Like, a favorite joke that I tell or a yeah, favorite no, joke that, that other tell. people tell? I mean, I do. So when you have a favorite joke, how many times can you tell it? I tell it till I get a new favorite joke. <laughs> <laughs> okay. But it doesn't get old. I mean, yeah. if you do it right. Because I, I think because my, my, my friends that actually do crop, like comedy with me, like our little kind of like Avengers thing. I always say when it comes to jokes, I try to do my best to come up with new jokes every couple of weeks and stuff mm-hmm. like that. And when you get to the point of mastery with that joke, is it's kind of like you're in a gun game and you have like that joke is like a bullet and you know when to take that bullet out when it comes to situations. Okay. So with that favorite joke, that's like one of those jokes, like no matter what, where I put it, I know it's going to work. So it's good to have those things. And oh my God, I'm just all over the place. <laughs> you're not I, as bad as Cherry. Yeah, I'm not going uh, to do that. You see, he was just saying facts and you just breaking things. All right. But yeah, uh, <laughs> but that's what it is. It's good to have that. So, I mean, for me, it's, it's bad when I've seen some comedians that they'll do the same exact joke for like years and, you know, either they don't master it and stuff like that. So you have to be humble where you try it and it doesn't work. So you have to change it. But no, that favorite joke, and it's something with white people in curtains. So if you ever watch it, I love the placement of it. And just, it's like, oh, you start paying attention. And especially when a joke hits when, you know, white people be like, oh, damn, damn, he's right. Oh, yeah, 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 he's right. So it was like stuff like that. So I think that's what's the important thing. But I try not to get too attached. But I know when I first started, my favorite joke, and I can say that now because it's old. Um, uh, I used to say like, yo, MTA should be called more time astray. Because it's like, yo, no matter what you do, mm-hmm. like you could leave that the house an hour early, you still going to be late. And it's like, no matter what, it's trying to like, you know, fuck your whole day up. But it's like, it's just learning how to like, what works with you. Like I'm good with kind of like acronyms. Like I always mm-hmm. say to like the ladies, like, yo, dudes are not that hard. Like there's only four moods of man, you know, it's either we happy, we horny, we angry, we Aubrey. Drake, you know what I'm saying? So it's like stuff like that. When you play, you you're playing with the wordplay and understanding who your audience is and how to say it and just how to pull it out. So when when I'm talking about like that Drake stuff, I'm talking about like dating or something. Mm. That's like where my transition in the story. Yeah, and um, you're acting now, right? Yeah, uh, I started acting like last year. I've been in um, 
wingmen. I've been in appropriate mm-hmm. culture. I've been in a few. I'm not trying to brag. Uh, yeah, just yeah, listen yeah. to them. And it's, it's pretty cool. I, I think what I like about acting is it's different than comedy because comedy is really me against myself and me with the crowd's energy, right? Mm-hmm. When it comes to acting, and I feel like you've probably been on such a seal type of thing with the cameras. So you got the, the gaffer. You got all these things. You got to be cognizant. Then you got to get the mood. Then you got to make sure you know your lines and how to like translate all that together to like make sure that you're kind of like encompassing what the director mm-hmm. wants in that role. So I think it's pretty cool that um, it's weird. I'm doing things that I never thought I was I would about do. to ask. Was that something that you wanted to do? Because obviously, like you said, comedy, you just kind of like, I right, fuck, I'm going to do it. Yeah. You know what I mean? Which I kind of want to get into like what really made you want to like get there, you know what I mean? To get on the stage. Yeah. You kind of like skipped over that. But yeah, because I got um, you. I'll do more. Um, but like acting now, like you just decided like one day, like, yo, I'm going to try this shit out. All right, context. Um, like my three favorite people in the world are in like order. It's like mm. Will Smith, Dwayne The Rock Johnson, and like Al Iverson, and kind of like what they represent, right? Mm. And Will Smith growing up like seeing the Fresh Prince of Bel Air and just kind of like taking those mannerisms when I was like a nerdy little kid and just being like, but like again, being that person, I've watched pretty much every Will Smith movie except the one where you're doing like some some Bati Boy things, and I was just like, that's the one. That's <laughs> Oh, yeah, I was just like, okay. what movie is it? That's like, that was like his first movie. That's like before oh. Independence Day, he was like that movie. And I was like, I, I, I didn't even know that movie existed. I just knew there was like Bagger Vance and all those. I watched all those movies. I Robot, but like that one, I haven't. I don't think I know it exists now. So well, yeah, that's okay. Like, okay. first movies, okay. wasn't it? Like it was early. Yeah, it was like before he, but like the reason why he started getting like those bigger movies is because you have to be extremely comfortable with yourself to do those type of roles, you know? Mm-hmm. And, you know, no nothing, no disrespect, because, you know, for all the listeners that are the LGBT, there's nothing, I'm not trying to, because I'm trying to make sure that we get these, these people, you know, get sponsors and stuff like that. And we are very inclusive in our conversation. So I wasn't trying to be disrespectful in this type of tone. I was just <laughs> wow, saying. I didn't have to edit that in. Nah, <laughs> nah, I've been listening to podcasts. I'm this is a cut. Nah, <laughs> nah, we do this. Nah, no, real talk. So I wasn't trying to be disrespectful. But, um, yeah, so again, loop that in. I think acting is so cool because in middle school, there was like a, a challenge that we had where we were doing like this play. It was called Our Town. It wasn't like a big yeah. play, but there was like a narrator. And the narrator usually has mad lines. Like he has mm-hmm. mad pages because he's like basically the omnipresent. So he's like the one that knows all. Mm-hmm. So I basically memorized 20 to 30 pages. So wow. not only do you have to in acting memorize your lines, you have to memorize everyone else's lines because you have to know when to come in. Right. Mm-hmm. So I was doing like paragraphs and monologues and stuff. And it's like I I always liked it, but I was never as confident as I was like now. Cause you know, I had like that like the body's morphia, so I felt like, you know, I was like a little weirdo. So it's it kind of makes me wish that I did it before. But in the back of my mind, it's like, yo, I can do this. Mm-hmm. Not to say that it's easy, but it's like you I have the charisma to play a lot of roles. So there's certain things that's coming out next year or whenever appropriate culture wants to drop their last two episodes i'm in like the last episode and some other there's another series coming out mari with my best friend telling his story of how he bagged his girl and how i was just being one of his best friends wingman so it's like i like that i like that challenge because it's a different challenge um and i can still answer that question real quick for the for the the comedy thing if you want Um, yeah how you wanted to get on stage yeah yeah. so during that time of sadness and me watching it i was doing self-help groups and stuff like that and in that group, they were like, you know, you're talking about things that you enjoy. Like, I enjoy watching and stuff like that. So that's like the group of people mm-hmm. who were pushing me to go. So it was like, I was like, eh. I'll go to the open mic if you guys come. So I had like 20 people because normally for open mics, it's just comedians. So yeah. that time, the first time I did it, I was getting like a rounding applause. It's like, oh, snap, you're nice. And I was like, yo, this is the first time I did it. It's like, yo, you dead ass? It's like, yeah. So it was like <laughs> that type of experience kind of like helped me remember what it's like to make a, a full room laugh, which is really important because if you ever... Heard Shiggy on The Breakfast Club. The reason why he doesn't do stand-up is because when he did it the first time, I feel like your first experience, it makes a break mm-hmm. if you want to continue doing something or not. And I feel like, luckily for me, mine was really good. So I could always go to that back to that memory where it's like kind of reinforced. Like, yo, I've done this before. I can yeah. do it again. Instead of starting off with an L because it's hard to continue with that. I like yeah. that. Do you? But do you, just going back to acting real quick, doesn't have to be too long-winded, nah, right. but do you believe acting is synonymous with stand-up comic? Like... I feel like if you're funny and you start out with acting, that doesn't necessarily mean you have to then go go do stand up. But do you feel like people that do stand up end up having to branch into acting in order to make themselves bigger? 
There's money in acting. There's no money in comedy. So like this is something that we they always joke about. Like most of these comedians are poor. Like you can I can do as many shows and travel a lot, and you can get decent money by being flown out for college shows and stuff like that. It's decent money, but like the real money is in acting. So if like people like Tiffany Haddish, who I got to see her most recent movie where she was like with the mobsters, but I feel like she's gonna be taking it much more seriously with the acting because you're gonna do some specials, but there's gonna be a time that you're no longer be able to do specials. There's only so much you can like really dive in yourself of getting information because you know, especially like an album. Like how many people besides like you know Jay, besides Beyonce, besides Drake that can you know, regardless of how you feel about the album, usually their albums age pretty good. Mm-hmm. So. I don't ever want to get to a point where I'm making specials and they don't age good because then it's just like you're just putting out trash. And I'm very mm-hmm. egotistical. So I know for like the great, some of them got to 10. And I wanted 10 because 10 is my favorite number. But then it's like, I'm just going to get three. And then I'm just going to focus more on the acting and probably just do like, you know, mm-hmm. little things here, there, skits or improv. But I think acting is where, you know, I never knew that Will Smith wasn't a stand up comedian because when he's on his 50th birthday, he finally did stand up and i was like you're a funny guy you just but he did music so like mm-hmm. when you're an entertainer you know how to be around people but acting is where the money is like he's averaging 20 to between 15 to 20 million per movie besides how he works his deal so that's where the money is comedians unless you're kevin hart who's consistently he has yeah. his whole like infrastructure of his production and all those things in front of the camera behind the camera unless you have that machine where you're just making money off of everything you do you might as well like be really funny in comedy and pray that you look good in front of a camera and just do some acting. Yeah, I could agree with that. But on another note, so um, the clothing line Andros mm-hmm. or Andros, do you own that? So I'm like second in command. So um, back in my Tumblr days before I was like on Twitter, like oh, I was on Tumblr. Twitter. Yeah, I know all that ass and titties is gone. I used to run a <laughs> booty blog. That's how crazy my childhood. R.I.P. Tumblr. No yeah, lie, man. because that was like my favorite. Sign. Anyway, and and just to answer your question by what I learned from Tumblr, it's like yo, I learned from so many like dynamic people from Tumblr because it was like people writing about their life and all that mm-hmm. type of stuff. So how I even met the person that you know runs um, Andros Los Angeles. He's like a. He's a creative. He's a visionary. But he's like super introverted. So his name is Malcolm. His, mm. I think, as of right now, he'd be always changing his his at name. But it's like Super Chunks. So, um, but he's like a producer. He makes music. He's mm. in film school right now. So it's kind of cool because I didn't know I was going to do acting. I didn't know he wanted to be like a director, producer and stuff. And eventually yeah. when we kind of like link up, we can actually start doing projects together. But um, he started off with just an X. So I, I think I'm wearing the beanie too. So Yeah. Yeah. So... And I was like, yo, how far you want to take this? Because, you know, you have the stickers, you have some t-shirts, and, like, I'm a very outside nigga. So, <laughs> like, because of me, like, there's so many people who had people in Toronto wearing it. My, my little brother's wearing it. So, they were in high school, college. They had, you know, all their friends wearing it. So, like, right now, it's, like, the issue with clothing. And it's, like, when you're doing so many things, it's hard. Because, like, your money split up. I wish I was mm-hmm. kind of, like, more... If I knew I was starting for comedy, then get my name bigger and then mm-hmm. just let me just start wearing the clothes. But every time I do a comedy show, I always try to wear my clothes. But yeah, I think we've done so many designs, so many things. We've been doing it since 2013. So I'm like, right. I'm like the product dude. Like I'm the one that knows how to make the clothes. I get the photo shoots done. I mean, right now, um, uh, Shay Mills, she's supposed to be going to Europe next week, and I gave her some clothes. Well, I gave because also I paid because you know mm. support support your creative friends. Um, to do some photo shoots in Europe so I can have more visuals to market the clothes. Gotcha. So wow. I should have brought like the sweatpants, like oh, not sweatpants, like the bag with the clothes so I can like sell them to y'all on good. the low low. But it's just like I should have been doing it. But it's like when you do so many things, it's hard. I think that's what's hard for me. Like I love my clothes, but it's like sometimes people are like, yo, I still have all these clothes and right. it's good, comfy. It's like, yo, nobody knows it's out there because you're doing so much. You got to focus. That's what, but I love it because that's what made me start wanting to be a creative. Like, I had ownership of something. So, before I was doing any comedy, acting, or doing any projects, I was like, yo, I got to get these clothes made. I got to get these photo shoots. So, I got to get these models. So, I got to be friends with these badass Jeans. I got to get, like, (laughs) my friends, like, yo, you got muscles. I don't. I need some help. So, we got to flex because girls like muscles and, you know, you got to get this stuff. But I think with that organization of understanding how to, you know, throw these photo shoots, feed these people, understanding all that stuff, it's always going to be integral to what I go as far as it can. So it's in his hands to make the designs. It's in my hands to make sure I can bring it to life and have people rock it. Gotcha. So, so more than being like part, you're, you're not like just a brand ambassador. You're like a part I owner as off. well. I started off as a brand ambassador and I put money. So it's basically like if it was like he's a CEO, I'm like the COO. I'm right, the operations right, dude. Right. That's what's yeah. up. That's what's yeah. up. So with everything that you have going on, as far as like the acting and mm-hmm. comedy in your 
clothing line. Do you ever feel overwhelmed? Oh, hell yeah. And then how do you deal with that? Um, take it day by day. And, um, and not, I got to stop looking at other people because. Yes. Because when it looks, when it, it's like the black community, we have to understand. And I remember some young lady, she like tweeted like a week or two ago. It's like. Everyone's talking about, and sometimes I'll be thinking it's a podcast bubble and all that type of stuff. But then I have to remember when you go to the supermarket, let's say you had to get feminine products or we had to get milk or we had to get cookies. Mm. If I look down the aisle, there's at least 20, 30, 40 brands. That means there's 20, 30, 40 companies that getting paid, yeah. you know? Mm-hmm. And when you look at everyone else, like, yo, shout out to Tears, shout out to um, Visionary Society, shout out to um, Rain with his function shirt. But there's so many other people that make clothes, right? And I don't have to see them in competition because their designs and my designs and your designs are not competition because we have a closet. Yeah. One day I might want to wear my hood. Another day I want to wear yours. I want to wear a tear. And I feel like the black community has to be more cognizant of our money can be used to level up each other, but we have to be supportive. Like, Don't just support anything you don't like. But there's some brands that it's like, yeah, I want to support tier, but I got to get my shit good first. But there are some things I'm looking at, it's like, I'm going to buy this shit. But you got to make sure that you, you're taking care of your own, too. So when I'm getting overwhelmed, I got to do it piece by piece because mm-hmm. I do that. And then I want to start my own podcast and I want to start mm-hmm. a podcast with my friends. So it was like certain things where I basically, I'm a very type A list person. I'm very, mm-hmm. I get anxious all the time. So sometimes it's just like, don't look at it, don't think about it. Just be easy with it. I've been taking deep breaths, meditating, just kind of being one with self because we're trying to rush things. And there's a lot of people that get successful mm-hmm. at different times. We mm-hmm. want to be successful like yesterday and that's what caused the anxiety and that's what causes a lot of the things in our mind to race instead of just being present and that's what i want to like practice more this year going forward where you know being present with my family being present with my siblings being present with my friends and being present in this journey because what's the point of like rushing to be famous and all that stuff when like yeah it sucks sometimes we be broke and we eating ramen and we're doing all this stuff but when we get to that point where you know you guys will be sold out in front of like five thousand people hopefully i can not hopefully will words mean mm-hmm. things like i will be doing shows in front of twenty thousand people going mm-hmm. international you know doing Perfect. things like that we have to speak into existence but also it's not going to come without us building the foundation and without us believing in ourselves and sometimes you checking ourselves whereas like am i doing enough for myself am i doing enough for my people and you know just being healthy. That's it. You mentioned something in the beginning of the episode, you know, when you were going to start doing comedy that you kind of was doing like the self-help groups. I guess you said like you dealt with like depression or things yeah. like that. With everything that you have going on, like you said, you know, you could get overwhelmed. How's that like on your mental? You know, with all that you have going on. Do you ever like stress out about things? Like how do you handle? I mean, yeah, stress. I try to do like a journal. Um, mm-hmm. I recently started doing therapy like two weeks ago yes and that takes i think for black men in particular i know black women a lot of my my ladies they're going out and getting this i think for the gents and i do believe what zeus is saying because zeus um shout out to zeus with his uh house of zeus Mm -hmm. we need to eat better we need to exercise and we need to self-reflect so whenever you're feeling things it could be a physical thing. It could be a mental thing. It can be an emotional thing. So if you can't lift, at least go for a run. If you can't, if you're feeling congested, listen to music. Like I have like a favorite song. My favorite song ever is like Drake Fear. To me, that's like one of his most vulnerable songs where he's talking about his issues of the fame and his relationship with his mm-hmm. friends and family. So certain music will help me relax. So if I need to write like, oh, I'm this is how I'm doing a comedy. Like, this girl got me fucked up. And I'm not doing this with my little sister. Like, how do I process that? Because sometimes you're so congested. When you start writing and getting everything out, like how I'm doing financially and stuff like that, it's easier for you to, like, like take that breath out gotcha. of your shoulders. So, like, stuff like that. That's what's up, man. I just, I, I just want to say I, I really like you, bro. Like, we don't know each other, you know, I but I, I do want to tell you, give you your roses. I like, I like I could talk I to people, you, and when we do these interviews... You get to know people, you get deep into their story and you understand. And I love doing that because you get to kind of see the true side of people outside of who they are as an entertainer and, a, you know, a creative or whatever. And I, I really like your energy, bro. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I appreciate dude, you guys bro. having me on this platform. It's mutual. I mean, I'm not, I'm not Reek, who's like on all the podcasts because I'm not, yo, his, <laughs> that dude's a great dude. Reek That's, is another one that I feel a, that way about, dude. you know? But he makes me feel like I don't read the dictionary. <laughs> 
Nah. Oh. No. He makes everyone feel that don't way. Don't read the dictionary. Thank you. Yeah, like, cherry. I'm a, just saying. I'm not. I didn't go to the house of Ti, where it's just like uh, big words, lexicon, uh, dictionary. You know, he'd be sitting there like thinking. He'd be like, and uh, uh, and you'd be like, all right, but there's a word that's about to come out that I don't know the definition for, but. Shout out to Reed. That's and he guy. pulls him out quick. Yeah, he mm-hmm. pulls him out. It's so just I'm, not I'm, like he has to think about it. And because of him, I'm actually, this is going to be the first I'm saying it. I think in 2020, I am going to read like the dictionary like like wholeheartedly, try to learn like probably like three new words a week and actually use them. Because there was a time that I would just, you know, when we were in SATs, we were smart. Like, oh, I got to know this word. It was like, yo, all that got dumb. Out the window. Mm-hmm. So now it's like, I want to get to that point because, yo, words are so powerful when you have so many more. Like, remember what I was saying with the joke and the bullets? If yeah. you get... You have a big lexicon. The amount of people that feel stupid with using words, they don't even know what it means. Like, yeah, dummy, you don't even know what this means. <laughs> and supposedly for the ladies that are, uh, was it saposexuals? That supposedly they like smart people, even though they be dating the same old Tyrone and shit. But it's okay. I ain't gonna <laughs> roast y'all today because this is a good ass Saturday. <laughs> I'm just I actually pride myself on hearing words that I didn't know and just looking it up. Like that's how far I go. You know, I don't exactly go and say let me look up a word today but if someone uses a word that i'm not familiar with i love then going to learn what that word means and then using it later on but that's why they always told us in in class when we were reading like you were all supposed to have a dictionary nearby because mm-hmm. there's a lot of time we were reading when we were kids we didn't understand some of these words but yeah. when you actively try to learn it as you go instead of like mm-hmm. i'll get to it later and like you just said that's mm-hmm. that shows that you're trying to always improve your vocabulary but that's what it is with life we always got to keep learning but again i appreciate you because i feel the same y'all create a safe space and y'all doing y'all thing Appreciate Thank you, you, man. Thank you. Um, I wanted to talk about words. What? I was thinking yesterday, I feel like we are, like as a society, people are not dumber, but we don't keep dictionaries by us. We don't read the dictionary like our parents. But but it's so crazy because I feel like we are reading more than any other generation ever. We are reading tweets. We are reading Facebook posts. We are reading articles. We are reading blogs. We are reading text messages. We are reading so much more. But I feel like our vocabularies are just like plain. Um, to answer that, because you know there's a difference between passive reading and active reading. So we're doing a lot of passive reading. Mm-hmm. So when you're reading okay. tweets and you're reading like text messages of people, whatever scribble they are, some letters mm-hmm. and whatever, <laughs> like... When you're reading, reading, like mm-hmm. when you have to like, I finished reading um, Common's memoir when you was talking about him going through what, what is the word of love? How do you go through that? And mm-hmm. I'm just trying to be a better human being, like mm-hmm. period. Like I want to, as like the eldest of four or five siblings, which is funny because I didn't realize, it's not my business, I'm not going to share it, but certain people don't have, I didn't know they had siblings and people was like, yo, you got siblings. It's like, I mean, everyone that's black in my opinion on Twitter and like Instagram are like family to me. Like mm-hmm. as long as you did do nothing bad to me, but like. I want you guys to win. But I have siblings. I just don't talk about it. Very private. So if you are around me, you'll see them. And I just want to be a better role model to them. Like whenever I have my black queen, because I'm only dating black. Only. Um, (laughs) (laughs) You can quote me on that. But just like I want to be that person. So that's why, you know, going through these times where I will be transparent, be like, yo, I'm not dating no more. I'm not doing this. Like we have to do that because emotional damage is a serious thing. So. Choosing to read more, choosing to do it is a hard thing. Sometimes you gotta, you know, be we getting distracted. We seeing, we sitting reading, and it's like, yo, the game is on, mm-hmm. or this is on. Mm-hmm. So normally for me, my when I'm on the train or from going to and from comedy things or like wherever to the gym, that's when I read. So like those 20, 30 minutes or like you know the hour or two, I just try to get that. That's my time to like. There's no connection. Nobody's talking to me. Just listen to my music and reading. So it's like that's a challenge. So like you know people want to start their book club, but just read something that wants to help you, like self help, fiction. But that's when we start getting into building the, the vocabulary and have fun reading. Like I'm not reading to impress you. I'm trying to whatever you need okay. to fix. Like if it's fitness, if it's food, if you want to read those chef books, literally anything's in Barnes Noble in the library. So that's a challenge for us. So I think because we were watching like you know. Well, I love sports because sports has motifs, but like, like Bad Girls Club and like love and hip hop and stuff like that. And it's entertaining. But if you're spending your time taking that entertainment and not actually building your brain, again, you can take whatever, again, I'm not judging you, but I'm saying you have to give time to feed your brain positive like stimuli because if you're doing like the negative stimuli all the time it's kind of like decaying because we're not even using at most 10 percent of our brain capacity we can Mm -hmm. actually push that if we read more challenge our brain stretch it like you if you know so we shouldn't be lazy we have to be intentional so if you want it to be a stronger brain so it could be healthier into the later years you got to you know eat and read 
Very deep. And mm-hmm. speaking of traveling to, um, you know, your comedy shows, you have somewhere to be after this. And we can wrap it up and just kind of talk about that. What is your monthly uh, comedy show kind of about? Um, yeah, so we're at Love Story Bar. So that's like, is it like Bushwick or Ridgewood? Whatever that line is. It's really weird. Uh, so, I'm not a Brooklyn. I have no idea. I mean, I'm just trying to be as transparent for everyone here. Because, you know, if you look at the map, I just want to make sure. So I don't want to get people lost. But uh, luckily for me, because I've known a lot of people, so flashback. So when I had the nickname Skippy, the person that owns Love Story went to junior high school with me. So he's one of the people that called me Skippy. So closing the loop. So he always wanted it to have comedy there. So every Tuesday, they have an open mic. So that's like free. So you just get a drink and you can just try to do comedy. So I've had people that feel comfortable enough to be like, yo, this is a safe room because other rooms are not safe. Like mm-hmm. they'll just like look at you like you stupid. So I always try to make people feel welcome. So every first Saturday, I'll, all the comedian friends that I know be like, hey, I rotate it and just have people come in, get people guest spots so they can try and just create an experience. I feel like, you know, comedy shows are not as put up there with the events because, you know, we want to get live, we want the brunches, we want like those type of kickbacks or game nights. And those are all great, but I feel like you, you, you still need to understand that comedy, you need a good laugh. I think at yeah. the end of the day, when I do that on a consistent basis, you know, get to the point that people who's like, yo, make a way out, but also host other type of monthly shows too. So that's what I like doing. That's why I do it every first Saturday at Love Story. Got you. Um, I just had one other thing. Um, You tweeted out, or you had like a, like a thread where you said, uh, you wanted to do 75 shows, uh-huh. comedy shows. Yes, sir. Seven web series. You wanted to start two podcasts. You wanted to fix your credit score, restart your clothing line. How close are you to completing some of them goals? So the clothing line, that's that was done early. Mm. Um, I wanted to start the podcast. So I had the framework. So mm. that's on paper. It's, that just needs to be reality. Get some so that one of them, one of the two should be started next month. I just gotta get the people. So we'll understand that concept. Those that's a limited series podcast. That's something that I wanted to do because I already I know the end of it. It's gotcha. like a it's kind of like you guys are doing because you guys are pretty interesting. You have topics and you have interviews, so it's split into. Mine's mm-hmm. just I want to interview particular kind of people, and because gotcha. I've been just listening to certain kind of podcasts, and I was like, these people you should really dig deep. Like how you guys are interviewing me, I love interviewing people because like how people move is so mm-hmm. amazing to me. Like you just like read or watch biographies you'll understand i used to read like people like um ray charles like even reading his biography i was like oh damn i learned a lot from this blind nigga that i'm never gonna meet in my life but it's like it's good because then you see like those those like those challenges is gonna help you be better to the to 75 shows at the end of tonight it should be at 50 so i have two months to get 25 shows which shouldn't be the problem as long as i just be on my hustle bustle. Yeah. Um, credit score, I'm at, you know, for the ladies listening, I'm at 778. Hey. So we uh-huh. talking, I'm doing pretty good. Doing well. The savings, I said I want to get 10,000. I'm at 4,000. So I'm probably gonna, I'm not probably going to hit that. But the fact that I started this year with zero and I got 4,000, mm-hmm. that's a goal. Next year, I'm going to try to double that as in I'm going to aim for 20. Just so I start working like a Jamaican, like mm-hmm. deal two, three jobs. What am I missing? I'm five out of seven web series. And I didn't get to move back to Brooklyn, but that's okay. Because if I get my savings to where I want it to be, I'll be back in Brooklyn, seeing all my Brooklyn people. And actually, one of you guys live in Jersey, right? One of y'all? Nah, nah. We're all we're all in PA. Yeah. How the fuck? I want to get out to Jersey. Y'all all all live in PA? I live in Philadelphia. They live in the Pocono. You live in Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. And y'all travel, so we still in PA. Y'all travel all. We're the way both from here. the Bronx. Yeah, it's like a well, she got a trip, but it's not yeah, it's literally the same. It's like two hours, it's right? It's the same, for her, pretty yeah. much. It's a, pretty for much for us too. too. Yeah, y'all yeah, left at nine thirty. Huh? Yeah, y'all and, and we got at eleven thirty. Yeah, it's two hours. Yeah, okay. To Brooklyn, not to the Bronx. I go to the Bronx. I'll be feeling like that's just like it's an hour and fifteen. Y'all dedicated, but yeah. Um, shout out to y'all. Appreciate that. Some research you didn't do. <laughs> no, I mean, I remember where y'all were from. Like, mm-hmm. when I read the mm-hmm. on the website, but I'm not interviewing y'all. I just wanted to know <laughs> the type of characters I'm dealing with. So I was like, you, all right, you knew quite a bit already. And I said, oh, okay, cool. Trying to be a creep with it. I was just trying to make it a comfortable. <laughs> but um, yeah, I hit most of it. But I think because and the reason why I started because of Julius. Because I remember earlier this year, and I think people don't understand how much of an effect that Julius has on the city, like. Mm-hmm. At some shape or form, he has touched something when it comes to production, hosting, behind the scenes, in front of the camera. So, like, the end of, I think, 2018 going into 2019, he was retweeting people's lists. And he was like, yo, did you finish what you had to do? 
So I was like, mm. oh, he was holding people accountable. So I started that like when I saw it, I like, think December 31st of 2018 for what I wanted to do this year. And I'm probably going to keep doing that. And I feel like it's good to like put it out there to hold people like holding yourself accountable and your friends who like there's a lot of people that want to like be helped. Like, when's your next show? When's your next show? I feel like that kind of like adds people to the journey. So if it's like, yo, I wanted to like drop two mixtapes or an EP or I want to drop these amount of episodes or like that's going to help because when you track it and I'm just really good with threads because I'm very particular, I was just like, yo, I just keep that going because when you do that, people be like, yo, he's really consistent. And when you're consistent in yourself, other people will invest in you with consistency. It always starts with us. So if you do that, that's when it's like the support really comes. So I like that. I like that. Well, yeah. again, we appreciate you coming. Appreciate you. Yes. Um, just before we sign out, where can everybody find you? Yes, uh, you can find me on um, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, Tumblr, uh, Catcher Pigeon at uh, uh, Skip from BK. No special symbols, uh, and all the like. My website. I'm bringing it back. My website um, and the clothing line. They're in my bio for both Twitter and Instagram. So if you want clothes, there is a discount code for anybody in New York City and I mean you guys are in PA but if you ever happen to be in New York City well, we're here just as much I know but, yeah, but the discount code is from BK so basically you know you buy it and I'll just give it to you so you don't have to pay that stupid shipping thing so I just oh. I just like that hand to hand that's like mm-hmm. you know building that relationship and also who likes shipping because I don't trust these motherfuckers with that with the packages <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. yo that got me so mad he had an experience he definitely had yo you be losing shit it's like yo this People don't get the shit that they need. So I know if I give it to you, mm-hmm. you you got it you from got like it. me and all that type of Charge stuff. These niggas meet and they the brown people who are wearing their brown outfits and they brown boxes losing my shit. <laughs> That's it, man. You gotta take with that same energy. Like these motherfuckers got me upset. It's like yo, you gotta come with that energy. Mm-hmm. You have I one job, two shirts, and I only got one. What mm-hmm. the fuck? And then you see, you get mad at me. Yo, let me tell you a quick story before we leave, for like real quick. There was a time that I had to work two, three jobs for like a year and a half. I was working Sunday to Sunday. Mm. And I was working with kids and just working at Target, moving boxes to pay for money that the L.A. print shop fucked up because we made clothes and they messed it up. So I had to work to get old orders fulfilled. Uh, so there was no old like things like beanies and all that stuff. I had to work my ass off because like, it's about the brand. I'm not going to be like, well, they fucked up, so... Right. So yeah, like, yeah. I feel like when you are a brand and this is, you know, people having getting mad at how customer service is with that, you have to understand depending on what the market is, like when it comes to clothes, it's very intimate. We wear clothes and it's like if you don't get it and I have money that I gotta make sure that I do you right by you. I always try to do right by anybody, no matter what people say. Like I try to do right by the people. Because if you do right by the people, in some cases they'll do right by you. So gotcha. that's it. It's good energy, Skip. Yes. Um, Very good energy. So I'm J Omega at J Omega SO on every social media network. You guys can find me on Twitter at Sire underscore SO and IG is Sire SO. And I'm Cherry Poppins. You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at I'm Cherry Poppins. Thanks for listening and we'll be back. We all bitch. With another episode next week. I'm the man around my city, I'm the big boss yeah. I done ran around the city like I'm Rick Ross yeah. Bandana around the 50, got a big bar yeah. I am not the one you wanna piss off no. If you ain't riding with me, you should get lost yeah. Got the Benny Hanna with me, you can get sauce yeah. I don't even yeah. wanna tell you what the risk cost no. Just talking about the money make my dick hard yeah. If we ain't talking money, we ain't gotta speak no. I know you wanna see me hungry, I'm just trying to eat yeah. I spend a long time trying to find peace yeah. Don't make me get out of line trying to blind me Please. Cause I get out of order when it come to beef yeah. I show up on your corner like a hundred deep yeah. Up in your crib like I'm on a lease. Yeah, I know that that ain't really what you wanna see. No. But really, I don't want no drama at all. No. I just wanna get my daughter and her mama at all. Yeah. Set them up and watch yeah. the dominoes fall. And when they tell me they want it, I'm Shannon Sharp. There's no problem at all. Get it. BBS diamonds and all If you put them under a scope You ain't finding a flaw no, Take my daughter no. to the prom And my wife to the ball Wearing matching Balenciaga When I'm dropping them off uh. I just want the money and respect Man, I'm signed like a vet So salute me when you see me yeah, salute. Salute. I just want to go and get a check Then blow it on my neck It's a movie when you see me Just lit. I want a Maybach With the sheets in it wow. That way it ain't even got a beat in it uh. Real talk, I just really like the seats in it yeah. I feel like I can roll 20 deep in it Woo. I feel like old 50 with the G spinning If it's beef, then it's dinner time I'm a feast with it I'm a beast with it on your head like a clean fitted R.I.P. If you make your bed, you gon' sleep in it. Tonight, Old school tonight. like Dickies with the crease in it. Yeah, Wave like yeah. 360s with the grease in it. Yeah, Water on yeah. the wrist looking like the peace swimming. Yeah, That's how I feel yeah. with my wife when I'm deep in it. Oh, Hold me, oh my. I remember when I didn't used to be so fly. Yeah, yeah. Hold me, oh my. Now you barely see me with the same thing on twice. Yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. They say it costs to be the boss, I'ma pay that fare. Uh, uh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Keep 
moving. I like the way you do that there. Twerk, 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 twerk some. Work, 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 work some. Shake, 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 shake some. The way you moving make me wanna put a bun up in your oven. I ain't frying. You should come and let me bake some.